And so I've created a brand new Visionary Retreat Leaders Checklist. This is pure gold, folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the can work with me icon, work with me, which is on the left-hand side. If you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear and you can just put your email address in and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody. It's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for joining me this week for another edition of Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. So it's August and all month long, I'm going to be doing a really amazing mini series for you. And I'll tell you what gave me this idea. If you've been following me for a while, you know that the focus on this show is about how we're creating and developing amazing client experiences for two reasons, right? One is We always want to keep in mind our goal is to offer amazing value, right? Massive value for customers and clients. The other is when we do that, we want it to enhance the actual transformation that our clients get from working with us, okay? But here's a unique spin that I want you to think about all this month. And today is part one, and I'll explain in a little bit about part two and part three, What we're going to be talking about is actually how you connect with people. And here's what gave me this idea. There are so many people out there in our industry, health, fitness, wellness, uh, coaching, service-based, brick and mortar, online, or both, talking about the client experience inside the program. And obviously, a lot of the guests that I have spotlighted on this show, that's what we've talked about. We've talked about what's going on inside of their program and how they're able to offer both value and transformation. But here's the thing, connecting with people should be an experience too. When we connect with people, that's actually the beginning of the client experience, okay, at least in my view. I just finished reading the Go-Giver Sell More series. It's a series of three books, but the Go-Giver Sell More is, I think, the second book in in the group of three. It has a green cover. The authors are Bob Berg and John David Mann. Highly recommend if you haven't read this yet. I had honestly, I had started it, but just hadn't finished it. And so I finally got around to finishing it. And the information in there is pure gold. And I got to thinking, why can't we make connecting with people and networking with people and building relationships with people? Why can't we make that an experience too? There's always a way to provide 
massive value and encourage people to think about the transformation that we promise inside of our programs. When we start that, we start seeding that in the connection process. So what I want to talk about today is I want to give you a little bit of insight into the book in case you haven't read it. I would really recommend that you go get it and read it with me this month. And maybe you can offer me your feedback and you can comment to me on the parts of the book that really stand out to you and where you see how that can make a difference in your sales process. Because how we connect with people should be an experience. We want to start that process right away from the beginning. And if we connect with people and we make that an experience, the likelihood that they're going to be able to at least consider working with us and come into our energy space and be part of our community is obviously much greater. Okay. So that's going to be the focus for this month, the three-part mini-series. Today, I'm going to talk about influence, how we can use that in our connections with people, in our conversations in our networking, in our building relationships process, that really in and of itself should be part of the client experience. Okay, we talk a lot about what happens inside of our programs, what our programs look like, how we actually go about delivering on our promises, what the deliverables look like and all of that. So it's a lot of really tangible pieces, but to me, connecting is gold with people. And if you can master that, there is absolutely a way that you can make that an amazing client experience, okay? So we're going to talk about influence today. Next episode in two weeks from now, we're going to talk about value. What is value? What does it mean? How do you add it? What are some examples? And then we're going to finish out this month talking about the law of being authentic, okay? In seeding communication with people, obviously being yourself is key. And a lot of coaches and business owners see what's working for other people and they try to go out and copy what that is, okay? And I really want to encourage you and look, I think we're all guilty at some point of doing that, maybe not directly copying somebody, but we see that something's working for somebody and we think, well, why can't I do that? And I really want to discourage you not to do that, okay? So we're going to talk about that in a later episode. So that gives you an idea of what to expect. I really hope that you'll join me for these episodes. I think this is a really cool take on one of the most basic concepts in business building, and that is prospecting and networking. And honestly, I believe those two terms are outdated. I think that as an innovator, we have to learn to think differently about how we reach out to possible people, how we connect with people, and how we start to build those relationships, okay? And I'm sort of thinking about a new way that we can describe this, um, but and I'll share that when I have that. But for today's episode, I want to talk about the law of influence. But first, I want to address this whole idea, why do we not like prospecting? Why is it something, now be honest, when I first started my business uh, years and years ago, we didn't have any social media, right? I pretty much dated myself when I said that. There was really no social media, very little internet. I mean, I think I had a Hotmail address when I started, if that gives you any 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 reference point. I think there were only a handful of providers at the time that were doing email addresses. You know, AOL was kind of the big one for a long time. Then there was Hotmail and Yahoo and all of that. But people really didn't have like customizable email addresses. There weren't near obviously the options that are available now. Okay. But it really kind of forced us, you know, to use the good old basics for building relationships, connecting with people, having real conversations, asking questions, doing follow-up, all the things that you learn in sales training. The bad thing about that is, is that 
it's really gotten a bad rap because I think in a lot of sales trainings, the basics are still being taught, but they're taught more in an aggressive way. It's more about helping you come up with that I help statement, right? And a way for you to always be talking about what it is that you do. I mean, I I talk to so many people every day and, you know, business owners, other people who are in business, other people who are in my industry and outside of my industry. And I cannot tell you how many times I talk to people and within five minutes, I get this, well, this is what I do. This is how I help you. These are my offers. And they don't really know anything about me yet. They don't know anything about my business, about my life, about you know, what I'm, what I might actually be looking for. Right. And look, I'm not going to say that talking about your business is a bad thing because every day you should be talking to people about what you do, but I think there's a right and a wrong way to do it. And I think there's a way that we can do it, that we can actually create a pretty fun experience for the person that we're having the conversation with. And that's really my goal with this mini series is to point out kind of a different way of thinking about that. This is a really key concept And if you can master this in a way that really works for you and in a way that makes you feel authentic to who you are, which is what I'm going to be talking about in the next couple of episodes, okay? You know, I think you can really become masterful at learning the reach out process. This should be a key component of any marketing and sales campaign. I don't care how your leads come in. I don't care how you talk to people. I don't care how you market yourself. Being able to have really good, meaningful conversations with people every single day, regardless of what you're selling at the time in your business is a meta skill. And if you can learn to do that, you are going to be able to build and sustain an amazing business model for the future. Okay. So let's dive in today. I want to talk first about why we don't really like the idea of prospecting. Okay. I sort of have my own personal thoughts on that. Um, I remember when I first started out, when I got out of school and I was working in the gym industry, And of course, one of the things that we always did was everybody had to sell memberships. You know, it was always, we don't make sales. We don't get the light, keep the lights on. We don't keep the doors open, right? Sales are key for any part of business, right? But the problem is, is that in old school sales training, we're taught to, you know, talk to as many people as we can and invite people to meet with you. Okay. So for example, when I worked in the gym industry, we would have to make between 20 and 25 phone calls every single day. We had to record them. They were in our sales log. You know, even me being in a management role, I still had to make my phone calls every day. I mean, it was something that I always emphasized with my staff and with my team and my boss at the time who was was working a full-time, very profitable job as a national sales manager for a medical software company. And so we got the benefit of getting a lot of his expertise and how he learned how to sell. And one of the things that he always emphasized was it's about talking to people and it's about asking questions. I still hear him saying that to this day. And I still feel like in any conversation that you have with people, asking really good questions is important. Okay. But here's the twist to it. In old school sales training, we're always taught that we want to be talking about what I do. You know, we want to be talking about what you do, right? You want to be getting an opportunity to talk about your business somewhere. You know, I think anybody listening to this who's been in business for any length of time has been to the traditional networking events where you pass business cards, you get maybe 30 seconds with somebody. It's sort of like speed dating, right? And it's about how much information can I get from someone in a short period of time? Well, then you get home, you go through your cards, 
and you start thinking about who you met and you're like, I don't remember Jim from John, from Steve, from, you know, Angie, you've got all of this info and you're like, okay, who does what? And how can these people be of service to me? And how can I be of service to them? Right. It really does building relationships a disservice. Okay. So the thing I want you to think about is with any conversation, asking questions is key. But here's the thing about the questions. The questions should always be about them. It should always be about sharing value. It should always be about finding a mutual connection. And it should always be about what is important to the person that you're talking with. Now, how do you know that if you're just starting to talk to somebody? You don't. So you have to start with really basic ground level questions. You want to ask about their family. You want to ask about what they like to do. You want to ask about their business and what they do and who they sell to and how can you be of service to them, right? It is all about providing value, okay? So, and the problem I think with traditional prospecting now is that not only are we so quick to get out, this is what I do, okay? But we also, we we want people to like us, right? And we think that, by saying, this is what I do. For example, I'm in the insurance business and I help make sure that your most valuable assets are protected. You know, I'm just making that up. But, you know, let's say when you talk to somebody about that, okay, and that's one of the first things that they say, number one, they don't know what your valuable assets are, right? They don't know if you're actually in the market looking for a new insurance person, right? And so, you know, we think that we're being helpful by making sure that people know what we do. Okay. But it's not always about that because here's a newsflash for you. It's never about you. It's always about them. Okay. So when you're doing connections with people and conversations, the way to make it an amazing experience for somebody is to make it about them. Okay. It's about sharing value. It's about being interested. And it's about asking what I like to call the feel good questions. Guess what? Here's another nugget for you. So, hey, if you're wondering how you can put together an amazing client experience, or maybe you're doing these in your business already and you're thinking about how you can innovate and change, I want to offer you a free gift. Go to my website at www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen retreat playbook. If you go to the homepage of my website and scroll to the bottom, you can punch your email address in and get it sent directly to your inbox. It's my free gift. This is my five-step process that I use in creating every experience, retreat, and event that I do in my business. And I would love to be able to share it with you absolutely free. Head to my website again, www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen playbook and grab your copy of that now. The more you feel good about the questions you ask, the more the person you're talking to is going to feel better about answering them. The more you create that good feeling, the more they're going to want to know about what you do and how possibly you can help them. Okay. So it's just a slight shift in how you present your information and how you do your introduction is everything. And right now with so much being done online, so much being done in social media and emails, I get probably at least six or seven cold DMs on a daily basis from people who see my profile and think that I might be looking for a coach or I might be looking for a consultant and they don't know anything about me, where I am in my business, what I'm doing, 
you know, if I'm on vacation or not, if I'm, you know, what I've got coming up on my calendar, it's just this cold DM. And unfortunately, that is how connecting is being taught in a lot of places. And it's wrong, okay, because it's not value centered for the people that you want to be connecting with. Your business, how successful you are in business is how is a direct relation. It's in direct relation to how many people you talk to, how many conversations you're having every day. And how many of those conversations are actually turning into something helpful, whether it be a collaboration, a partnership. Hey, you know what? I've got this client and this is something that's out of my skill set. And I thought of you right away. Okay. That's a lot of the premise of this book, The Go-Giver Sell More. It's all about being a giver. The more you give away, the more you're going to get back. Okay. Let me say that again. The more you give away, the more you get back. That's what this focus is going to be on. When you hear from me, um, during the month of August, we're going to be talking about that and how we make connecting with people a really amazing experience. Okay. So let me get into what I'm going to talk about briefly today. Um, and that is the law of influence. And if you've read The Go Giver Sell More, it's based on five premises. Okay. It's based on the law of influence. Okay. The law of value, the law of reciprocity, the law of compensation, and the law of authenticity. Okay. And throughout this month, I'm going to be pulling things that I've really gotten a lot out of out of the book and applying it to how you do a client experience, okay? Because remember, our goal on this show is to highlight for you how you're massively enhancing customer value and how that enhanced customer value is helping to get the transformation that you promise, okay? That you promise inside of your program and in the deliverables in your business, okay? So the law of influence, let's talk about what influence means for a minute. And this is something that honestly in my industry has just gotten a little out of control. There are so many people out there that call themselves quote unquote influencers. And basically to me, an influencer, the way it's being used now in the media is somebody with a large media following, like a celebrity or somebody who has, you know, a seven or eight figure business, you know, who's really got some name recognition. And in the coaching industry, somebody that comes to mind like that to me is Tony Robbins. Now, Tony Robbins is far from what I call an influencer. He is an influencer, but he's also a very successful business person. So please don't misunderstand me when I say that influencers don't know what they're doing. Okay. The problem with influencers is, is that they're talking about what they think is a good idea. And they're using their influence to directly, you know, have some type of effect on how you react to that. Okay. So a basic way to think about influence is how can I, as a business owner or an entrepreneur, have an effect on you, whether it's a decision you make, a choice you make, a, a decision you make to do business with me and make a sale. Okay. Here's another shift for you in this whole connecting sequence, okay? Our job as business owners is not to make the sale. Our job is to provide value. Our job is to share value. Our job is to ask really good questions and get information, okay? Our job is to help people make a decision. The customer or client makes the sale, okay? It's not the other way around, and that's unfortunately how it's being taught a lot in traditional prospecting is we have to make the sale. We don't have to make the sale. We share value, we connect, we ask questions, we do all of that. The customer or client in turn decides either to make the sale or not, okay? And that's a big shift to make when you're thinking about how you connect with people, okay? 
So let me get into these easy tips that I just want to share with you. And I'd love your feedback. If this is something that you really struggle with, I'm really inviting you to think about how you connect with people. How can you make that an amazing experience for people? Okay. Because I guarantee you, when you make it a positive experience for somebody, they're going to go tell somebody. They're going to tell a friend. They're going to tell a cohort. They're going to tell a colleague. They're going to tell a family member. And all of that is going to come back to you as a business owner. Okay. It's again, part of the premise of the go-givers is the more you give away, the more you're going to get back. Okay. So here are my three ways to think about using influence and connecting and how this becomes an amazing experience for people, for clients, prospective clients, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, Keeping in mind that our goal is always to leave an effect on people. Hopefully it's a positive effect, okay? Or to really cause them to take a positive action for themselves and obviously to share value, okay? So my first tip is find a way to connect with people on a personal level, okay? This is where you want to really ask the feel-good questions, okay? You know, a good place to start is tell me about you. I would love to know a little bit about you. Tell me about you. Tell me about what you do. What is it exactly that you do? How can I help? Okay, how how can I, how could we possibly support each other? Okay, these are all questions that aren't focused on us. These are focused on them. Okay, so we want to try to connect on a personal level. A lot of people choose to go with the family angle first, the occupation angle, and, but you can also focus on recreation. Okay, you know, this is where you can find common ground. You can find out, you know, if they have some of the same hobbies as you, do they like to travel? Do you have favorite authors in common? You know, you can talk about the latest movie or something that's maybe in the news that's not too terribly polarizing, okay? But make your questions personal and connect with them on that level. The reason you want to do that is, is that that creates the feel-good energy that I was talking about, which almost always makes them want to learn more and engage more with you, okay? It's kind of a no-brainer, okay? So, and you always want to be offering value. Okay. Now, how do you do that with a feel good question? Okay. So for example, what you may want to do is, is simply do what I was saying in that, okay, how can I support you? You know, who I'm thinking that there may be someone in my network that I could refer you to. So how can I, how can I do that better? Can you tell me more about what you do? Okay. That's definitely offering value because you're not making it about you and what you do, but it's about what they do where they are and what they want, right? So we always want to be keeping all of that in mind first and foremost. So instead of being quick to say, this is what I do, this is what I can help you with, et cetera, et cetera, find out where they are, you know, ask some just really basic level questions. And you know what? It seems so commonplace, like, yeah, I already know that. But you know what? Common sense isn't always common practice, right? A lot of people know this inherently, but they don't practice it, okay? And so this is where I think we have an opportunity as business owners to really make a difference. Um, So my point number two is to follow up and follow up often. And the way I like to follow up with people is I'll say, I'll do something like, hey, I was just thinking about you because I saw something. And this is where you really want to be thinking about them, what is it that they like? Where is it? Where are they? You know, most people that know me know how much I love to go to the Keys. I go to Key West at least a couple of times a year. At some point, my husband and I'll have a property down there, but I do a lot of retreats in my business. And that's one of my favorite places to go. And it's such an easy place for me to have an event because I'm so familiar with the area. 
And so a lot of people, when they see something about the keys, when they talk to somebody who's been, when they read something, when they go, they think of me. And they'll what they'll use that when they follow up with me. Hey, you know what? I saw this article about Key West in this restaurant and I thought of you. I mean, that's a perfect segue into following up with somebody. But you have to know something about people that you're connecting with. Okay. And that's that is upon us as business owners to do our due diligence. Okay. So get personal with the follow-ups. If when people share information with you, they talk about their health struggles or their financial struggles or a personal problem or something, and you come across a resource that can be helpful, share it with them. It's a great way to do a follow-up. And it's a great way to say, you know what? I'd really love to get your opinion on this. One of the things that I always suggest to any of the entrepreneurs in my Innovate Mastermind or any other business owners that I have had the opportunity to work with is, is that I will say, when you, especially when you're creating a new offer or a new program, is get feedback. Say, you know what? I've created this brand new option and I would really love to get your opinion. When do you have some time? Because it's not about you. You're not talking about what you do. You're asking for their input. Okay, that is pure gold. And it's also good marketing research. Okay. And then the last tip I'm going to offer is, and this is another slight shift to make in how you talk about what you do. This is where you want to position the benefits of what you do versus the features. And the Go-Giver Sell More does an amazing job in the chapter about um, influence in talking about this. So I really encourage you, if you've got a copy of this book, go and read that chapter right now or when you have an opportunity. And if you haven't read it, go and, and buy it. It is well worth your time. It's probably going to be one that sits on my bedside table. I have about five or six books on my bedside table. And depending on what I feel like reading, all of them I've read at least once. And I cycle them in and out probably every quarter. You know, And so if I get a new book or somebody, a colleague suggests something and I read it, if I think I might want to go back to it, it goes on my bedside table. So that way at night or in the morning, I always read at least 30 minutes every day. It's part of my usual morning routine practice is that if I feel like I want to be inspired or if I need an idea, it's one of the first places that I go. Okay. So just a little you know, sidebar there, but just something to think about if um, you're looking for ways to keep you know, books that you think might be a rereader. Okay. Um, I can definitely see the go-giver sell more. I'm already thinking that at some point I'll probably start reading it again. Um, so when we talk about benefits versus features, okay, a lot of this just comes down to the language that we use in our connections with people. Okay. So instead of saying when somebody prompts and asks you, tell me what you do, tell me about your offers, tell me, you know, what you've got going on or, you know, what do you do? Which is I mean, obviously at a networking event, probably one of the first things that people will ask, oh, I'm Joe Blow, here's what I do. And then usually the next, the question out of the person you're talking to is great, I'm Susie Jones, here's what I do, right? Even if they didn't ask. But instead of saying I'm in the insurance business or I do, I'm in the health and fitness field, or I manage a gym, or I run a health coaching business, which is very generic, and it really doesn't tell me anything about who you serve and what you do. Instead, say something like, uh, we help all of our clients protect their most valuable assets from disaster or um, something unexpected, Okay, which to me goes a little bit deeper in explaining the benefit of using someone like you, right? So an insurance person that might be a possible angle to go. If you're in the health and fitness field, depending on what your angle is, 
for health coaches, for example, there's a lot of work out there. A lot of people out there right now talking about balancing hormones, getting testing, you know, getting, you know, these GI map tests done. I mean, gut health is a hot, hot area right now in, in health in the health field. You might want to think about thinking about what it is that your ideal client wants. Okay. And position yourself as that is the difference maker for that. So for example, you could say something like, I help you increase your energy and confidence so that you feel your best as you get older. Okay. So that's generic, but you're speaking more to the benefit of what you do, which is along the lines of the go-giver. Okay. So that just gives you a few little tidbits here on how you can make connecting with people really impactful and hopefully making that experience itself an amazing experience. Um, because, you know, a client experience doesn't have to be once they pay and they join your program or once they say yes and you start your work together. Why can't an experience also include the run up to that, meaning the communication and how you have your conversations? It's really all about how you're making people feel. Okay. And that's really what influence is. What kind of effect do you want to have on people? I hope that's helpful for you. I just really got a lot out of that. And a lot of the stuff I'm already doing, but it's really challenging me to look at how I'm connecting with people because it's our job always to provide value. That's our job. Our job isn't to get people to buy. Our job is to provide value and help people make a decision, right? They get to decide if they're going to make a decision and sell and buy or if they're not going to buy. Okay. So I hope that's helpful. Um, if you're a business owner and you're looking to get more exposure online, if you're interested in building out what I call the hybrid business model in your business, which is the wave of the future, this is a combination of in-person and online. Come over and join me in my free Facebook group, Innovate and Grow for Business and Coaching Entrepreneurs on Facebook. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. I am the Allison K. Um, and you can come and just share your feedback. I always love to hear from all of you on what's important to you. Um, tune in in two weeks. Uh, we'll continue with part two and we'll be talking a little bit more about how to position value in your conversations. Again, with the expectation and the goal that having good connections with people can be an amazing experience as well. That's what I got for you this week on the podcast. Thank you so much for your support. Please, if this was helpful for you, share this with a friend or a colleague um, as a free gift for me. And if you like, you're welcome to connect with me on my website, www.theallisonk.com or come over and join me in my Facebook group, Innovate and Grow for business and coaching entrepreneurs. Um, this is where we talk a lot about these little bite-sized type things to help you in your business, to help you grow and to help you make more sales because that's really what it's all about. This is Allison Kaskowski. Now, thank you so much for joining me today. That's what I got for you on the podcast. We'll see you next time. 